1: i got an idea for an experiment i wish for sherry bell to appear in my room hmm.
2: oh wow i have a bad feeling about this Noticed anything unusual around the house mr Bailey? unusual aliens get rid of that thing i hate my life sometimes i wish my dad would just disappear
3: ah!
4: This is not
0: good. (laughs) Doug, get to work on that circuit board. I got a good feeling about this. I think everything's gonna be okay.
2: It's time for the invisible dad to go to work. You just kicked a police officer.
0: (laughs) What's so funny? No time to fool around. I'm pretty sure that
2: Duncan Gilbert stole my work. Come here. Ah. I'll bet you didn't see that coming. Just wanted to read the paper.
3: Just a normal day off.
4: Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We're part of the Main Damie Network. And to find more from us, check out the website at TheMainDamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TheMainDamie. We're so now proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gbnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony and With me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen.
2: Hello, everyone. I wish for a good bit. Uh, maybe next <laughs> week.
1: <laughs> Damn it. Ah, uh, it, it takes it a little while for it to materialize. I think. Yeah, Thank I think you got to shout louder. Do
4: you have I got. I got I to oh, have blood
2: gems from Africa. Apparently. <laughs> 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 yeah.
4: Uh. So yes, everybody, we're back this week, and uh, we're up to our old tricks, and we're tying these movies loosely to a brand new release. So the Invisible Man comes out this week, and uh, we scour at Amazon Prime to find some movies where people turn invisible. And we found none other than the classic movie from 1998, known as Invisible Dad, starring, yeah. uh, directed by Fred Olin Ray. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be the focal point of this podcast. <laughs> this is a very interesting director, Mr. Fred Olin Ray. But Mark, it sounded like you were about to say something.
2: No, no, I was just basically going, oh boy, when you mentioned his name.
4: Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, Invisible Dad not going to ask you if you've ever seen this movie before, because I assume the answer is no, unless Mark's going to pull one out of his ass. Oh, yeah, I have VHS <laughs> I watched copies. it all the time. I still watch this all the time, guys. I wore
1: out two VHS copies of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Where are you coming from with... Uh, death <laughs> Where are we coming from? A place of uh, despair. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of unfortunate moves were made in this film. I can't imagine anyone had fun making it. Right. I feel like this was a, a strictly like collect whatever little money they were given and just get the hell out of Dodge as soon as filming was done. <laughs> this was probably shot in like a week. You yeah, think I so?
3: Imagine.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Do you think there was like a whole production crew? You know what I mean? Like there was a set design designer, a principal photography. Do you think they had the, the whole works here? Or was it just kind of, you know, Fred Olin Ray uh just went out and said this is where we're shooting you stand here you stand there action i would
4: say that he probably had a bare bones crew but look it is in focus the entire time uh the sound quality is fine through most of it so he had at least a sound guy director of photography and probably an assistant director of photography um so there's at least maybe three or four people. I'm thinking like a crew of ten to twelve. Don't stand up for this thing, man. You don't have to do this. All right. Look, we we've watched movies where the boom mic keeps falling
1: in the shot. The, they have that here. It's a hand. In, is, it's a hand instead of a boom mic, though. Is it really a hand? I did not see. Oh it. yeah. When when the dad goes into the police station with the mop. And he attacks the, the, I guess the sheriff. I don't know who it is. He attacks the sheriff with the mop. You see the guy's hand. <laughs> I didn't see that. It's there. It's it so too. blatant. And I never see that stuff. So if I could see it, that's just that's <laughs> yeah. unforgivable. Once I was had yeah. my head down writing my notes.
2: I. I would imagine that the house they used was one of the actors' houses, either either the director's or it was Darren Norris's house. You know, it's
4: just, it's, <laughs> sort of. I'm gonna say it's the director's. Uh, yeah. This is, you know, uh, so Fred Olen Ray, as we mentioned, it's a very interesting filmography. Um, he kind of made his name a name for himself as kind of like a cult drive-in sort of director back in the late '80s, early '90s with movies like Frankenstein's Brain, Commando Squad. Hollywood Chainsaw, Hookers, Beverly Hills Vamp, Alienator. Um, and he just kind of... Uh, evil tunes. And then as days went on, as re- as directed videos st- stuff kept coming, he kind of, you know, read the room more or less, kind of, and changed a little bit by the mid-to-late 90s he started doing uh, a little more family-friendly stuff. And then he started doing... <laughs> Uh, direct to Cinemax flicks that um, if you are of the ages between 27 and 36 <laughs> you probably watched a whole bunch of them because they were played on cinemax all the time in the late 2000s uh, these movies, movies
1: definitely kept me company during many a march madness tournaments
4: yeah i'm just kind of like oh well i'm not not gonna watch this i've got right. cable
1: right it's three o'clock i just got out of work yeah i'm not super tired yet uh, it's time to rub one out and then yeah, exactly. uh, call it a night
4: yeah so if you've Thanks, heard of Fred movie... Olin ray yeah so he went under the name nicholas medina for these movies but you probably heard of bikini roundup bikini chain gang the bikini escort company ghost in a teeny bikini bikini girls from lost planet bikini pirates bewitched housewives super ninja bikini babes girl with a sex ray eyes the girl from bikini bikini royale Tarzina Jiggle in the Jungle, one of his later ones. Mm-hmm. Bikini Frankenstein, Bikini Royale 2, Housewives from Another World, Bikini Jones in the Temple of Eros, just classics. Bikini Time Machine, Sexual Witchcraft, Lady Chatterley's Daughter, Knockouts, The Teeny Weenie Bikini Squad, Busty <laughs> w- Housewives of Beverly Hills, Dirty Blondes from Beyond,
1: Baby Dolls on Bars. My favorite is The Girl from Bikini, it, but spelled B-I-K-I-N-I. Yes, like the, the Man From the, U.N.C.L.E. The Man From U.N.C.L.E., yeah. That's a good one. It's Probably an espionage uh, skin flick. Starring Beverly Lynn and Nicole Sheridan. Ooh, Nicole Sheridan. That's not bad. That She's a blast from the past. Yeah. I'm going to have to click on that one real I, quick.
2: I feel like... Evan Stone!
1: Uh, <laughs> he's in all of them. Evan Stone's in all of them.
2: I, I feel like Genie in a teeny bikini is one that's come up either as a joke at some point or that's the one that... When people reference these type of movies, it's one of the ones that come up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's just a ridiculous title name.
4: I think that might have been, like, that's, like, kind of the first one in the the Bikini series. That came out in 2004. Bikini Airways, I guess, came out a little bit before that. These were all probably shot over a three-day weekend. (laughs) Right. Yeah, these took very little to make. Yeah. You just pump these out they all have everybody is the same it's the same cast and every single one of them nicole sheridan voodoo evan stone beverly lynn they all make appearances in the
1: it's uh you have the core the core group of the bikini uh series there yeah it's good to keep the chemistry
4: yeah it's like the core four exactly yeah beverly lynn so many championships evan (laughs) stone
1: Stone. voodoo (laughs) there's a guy named voodoo (laughs) <laughs> the night were might be a, a wild girl. time, man. No, it's a dude. who's a dude. Oh, oh voodoo, yeah. No. Yep, trust Alexander Boy, trust me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think he was actually married to Nicole Sheridan at one point. Okay. Yep. I don't want to really flex my porn muscles, so Dan but... Dan. Yep, yeah, <laughs> the, yes, yeah. the, the porn man. Yep. That's that That's thankfully me. that did not haunt me <laughs> throughout my life, just in high school. <laughs>
4: um yeah so he did all of these movies and probably made a good amount of money from cinemax uh, dropping these movies i've always wondered you got you got like these actual like adult film stars in these movies i'm surprised there isn't like a an
1: x-rated version of these somewhere i I always thought it was like the the original is the x-rated and And then then they just cut it out exactly but they don't exist anywhere i don't believe i guess not and that's Kind of a bummer, but I th- they're trying to be more story driven, yeah. I guess, in these. I mean, I always appreciate a good high concept porno movie <laughs> right. that doesn't
4: involve step uh, step parents or step brothers or milfs. Know.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's you
4: know, true. Good old fashioned uh, ghost that likes to fuck. Who doesn't right. want to sit see that movie?
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm all for it. Like Frankenstein. You get, give me four. Give me more classic universal monster porn movies. Yeah, exactly. We need more B- of that.
3: You know,
4: Bikini Pirate, I mean Pirates was the big the big production adult film.
1: That's of, right. Of the 2000s. And that kind of yeah. brought it into the mainstream like we can do we can do things. We we can make uh big budget movies. We
2: can make we, we can make spy versions of softcore movies.
1: You could. I've never watched the Pirate series though. I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. I've heard of it. Never watched it, but I know Evan Stone was in that. Yeah, there you go. Evan Stone, <laughs> hardworking man. It's, that dude was ever. He's a legend. He was. He's the Johnny Sins before Johnny Sins. Yeah, yeah, with that long mane of hair. He, he was a like caveman. But now he he looks god awful. <laughs> Catch up he, with he, him. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm assuming he did copious amounts of drugs. <laughs> yeah. this, the 2000s were just uh,
4: with a mountain of cocaine up his nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: All these bikini movies were just made with one brick of coke.
1: Yeah, right. That's how they paid <laughs> Evan got, Stone,
2: probably. Guys, the brick came today. We got a film about seven and these to pay for it.
1: <laughs> well, it's worth it. Uh, now, yeah. This guy has a very eclectic filmography. I mean, he's he's gone. Mar- Mark, you said it best. This guy has range.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Because Ant was just about to mention his current escapades. Uh,
4: yeah, now he's transitioned. He's no longer doing these bikini movies, unfortunately. Because Cinemax, Cinemax, I guess feel I haven't I, mean, I haven't had Cinemax in a while, but I'm guessing that they've kind of moved away from that. But now he's doing Christmas movies. Um, probably <laughs> nat- showing up on Hallmark and Lifetime. You know, this is his this is his Van Gogh blue period. This is his the, Christmas.
2: The, the natural progression.
4: Yeah.
2: So you go porn to Christmas.
4: Yeah. Which is worse for your career? Hey man, he's made he's he has hundred and fifty eight credits to his name in terms of director. He's working. Hey, he's working uh, steadily listen. since the the late eighties. Good for him. Yeah.
2: I, money not, wi- yeah, money wise probably Christmas because you could knock out a bunch of the softcore movies over a month and yeah. make a you know.
1: Listen, I'm not saying I'm not knocking his work ethic. The guy works, I get it. I'm just saying which would you be more embarrassed by? Hmm. Mm. I guess guess the softcore porn, because I've
4: always just been like, man, I could write like a thousand of these Christmas movies in like an hour. So I've envisioned envisioned myself in that position. I was like, shit, give me that money. I'll do it. I could write you a story about Candace Cameron going to the Midwest and falling in love with a guy that's trying to save his parents' tree farm. And (laughs) she learns not to be a corporate-minded woman. And she's going to use what she learned at that corporate job to save the tree farm. And they have a whole bunch of kids named Chris and Noel and stuff like that. Bam. Well,
1: now, Wrote it right now. <laughs> but you see, this is why I think it's worse to be the Christmas story director. Because there, there's no imagination whatsoever. At least with a skin flick, you can add crazy shit in there and just kind of go buck wild. Right? I guess
4: if you start off with, you know... Um, Alienator and Chainsaw Hookers. The natural progression is more towards the skin flick because mm-hmm. they're both they're both B movie trashy exploitation. Right, right. you're uh-huh. just
1: one you're uh, like a a stone's toss away from from yeah. porn at that point. Right, so,
4: and it's probably yeah. a lot easier. It's
1: like oh the, you film
4: a sex scene with Evan Stone wearing a pirate hat, and then they're like <laughs> all right let's let's wrap, make sure the lighting's right. Evan put on this uh you know uh i don't know uh this
1: eye patch you're now a evil spy right (laughs) yeah they put the the suit on you have a little gun now you're double x7 or whatever i don't know it's it's it's, but you can stretch the imagination a little bit at least with at least with that but in like you said you just wrote a cookie cutter it took you two seconds to write a christmas story
2: (laughs) yeah and the, the Christmas movie part of his career definitely sounds like I want to have my grandchildren on set. It could. Yeah, it very well <laughs> could be
1: just like, you know what? Uh, I've experienced the raunchy side of cinema now. Well, cinema in quotes. That's not really cinema. But Scorsese would have a conniption if he if he saw this filmography. He, watched, the... Bik- he watched Ghost in a Tina Bikini. He's like, you know what? It's kind of cinema compared to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> fred olin ray and martin scorsese are secretly best friends they they have poker night at each other's houses yeah uh but yeah i just i think in my opinion and i'm also a huge pervert so <laughs> i would rather go that's the, on the uh, instagram <laughs> I, I would rather go with the uh skinamax okay yeah i
2: i yeah i feel the uh he had the that moment like uh we all had during 50 shades and I had during sleep and beauty where at one point he was just like, I got to do something different than film naked bodies all the yeah. time. It's like become boring to me to see Nicole Sheridan undress real quick.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. And then if, if you want to move on, we can, or we could just keep talking about this. It doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I worked with an editor at um, my old job and one of his first gigs was editing a for adult films and he said one of his first days there he was walking by the edit rooms and you, you just see you know you, you see these uh scenes constantly and people just get super desensitized he said so guys are just like staring they're like dead inside he would say they're just watching people get pounded over and over again and there's just like drooling because it's it's just brain dead stuff. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it would be like. Yeah, I guess to film it constantly. You know, you're just like, okay, let's uh let's go back to this position, right? Yeah. We gotta do this again. And it's just like over Missionary, and over again. Reverse right. cowgirl, doggy. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, there's only so many things you could do anyway, you know? But yeah, he he was telling me how bad it was because guys were just like dying essentially they it was they they just shut off their brains because it was it's just not great to work with right
4: so before he went to the bikini movies and christmas he did some high concept kids movies in the mid 90s that's when he did not just one not two not three but four movies in which somebody turned invisible invisible mom was first off 96 then our movie that we're watching that we watched this week Invisible dad 98 then there is a movie called uh just scrolling through mom's out of sight and he also did a movie where a dog turns invisible too Ooh. he did invisible mom one and two did you say that uh was there oh yeah invisible mom two yeah Look at that. that was is a that huge hit a i star- guess it also stars d wallace there you go from uh and the older brother from Malcolm in the Middle, and Mickey Dolenz from The Monkees. Man, it's too bad we couldn't find this movie.
1: <laughs> I wonder how he gets some of these people. You know what I mean? Like, because I mean, those are, I
2: mean, they a have, couple
1: of them are big, bigger names at that point.
2: They, they have rent too. I guess.
1: I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sad to see one of, one of those come across, right? Like the, the kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Like, oh man, you were. I think this you're... might have been pre-Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, well, I don't even. I couldn't tell you when that ran. I know it was in the 90s. Right? It, I thought it was like 97, 98. Let's see. Justin Burfield. He was also yeah. in Mom. Can we keep her? Oh uh, boy. He. Yeah. It just 2000. Malcolm Mull started. Oh. oh. wow. Okay. Yeah. Man, my my sense of time is terrible. Yep. Uh, it's. Uh. I give again. I give this guy credit for just sticking with his like niche and just you know being unapologetic with it. Just collecting whatever i don't how much do you think you get paid for something like this can't be much oh i'm thinking he's he's pulling down like maybe 20 grand
4: yeah per project per project yeah Yeah. okay i making a nice little nest egg for him i mean there's probably i i can't imagine more because they're probably super easy to shoot right but zero budget really they're probably at least two three weeks of shooting i'll say two weeks of shooting And then editing process probably month post production. That's a decent amount of time of his time. I mean, he's probably shooting another movie while he's editing the last movie because he seems to be like kind
1: of a, um, you know, just a a factory in and of himself. True. So now, quick question. This is important. At what point in this movie did you guys tap out? Hmm. Good question. Like like mentally tap out.
4: You know, obviously, I watched it the fr- mm. I watched it the second time with with more invested because I'm writing my notes. Um, I think around the time uh of the dinner date. Okay, okay so you made it a
1: decent amount. Yeah, of the way in. Maybe 40,
4: 40 minutes? minutes.
2: Yeah, I was thinking the the time when I checked how much was left, and then I said, Jesus Christ, there's 41 minutes left. Is probably can be considered when I tapped out. I don't know when that was. Maybe was it around the Africa thing when they did all the stock footage for Africa? Sure. When they went yeah. there, I think that was around 41 minutes left or something. But yeah, I yeah that that you know I said that out loud, not just <laughs> to myself. I was like Jesus Christ,
1: you know. What about you, Dan? I tapped out when the, the opening sun, credits. You know, <laughs> I know. I made it a little. I made it a little ways in. Uh, I tapped out when the sun wished for the. Uh, the TV actress in his room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then she asked some really stupid fucking questions, and then he wished her away with the dad there. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm out of here. I'm
2: they done. They reference the X Files.
1: They do, yeah. This is some X Files shit. They don't really say that though. Shit, no. That would have been so much better. <laughs> this would be better. This movie would be better if it was a bikini movie. Yes, it wanted to so badly at points. Yeah. I think yeah, now it makes sense why the kid is watching like a Beverly 90210 show. It's a Baywatch. It's Baywatch. It's, it's Baywatch. Bay- it's, okay. it's Ocean View. Oh, that's what it was. It's so Baywatch. And the dad's like cool with it. Like, oh, well, you've earned a break. This kid's getting ready to jerk off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this has just glimpses of horniness in this movie. Right. My, my dad would have killed me. He would be like, why are you watching this? Especially when I'm here. <laughs> don't, don't watch it while I'm here. Hey, it's the number
4: one syndicated television show in the mid '90s.
1: Baywatch. Everyone was watching Baywatch. Yeah, Baywatch. Oh, okay. Let's just say Anthony. I think Ocean View was made up.
2: <laughs> Next, you're uh, going to tell me the movie from Home Alone is fake.
1: I was I was kind of upset when I heard that wasn't real. I thought that was an actual like old timey movie. Yeah. Movie Movies. magic, friends. Yeah. So Invisible Dad
4: stars Karen Black. Charles Dierkop, Darren Norris, and Mary Elizabeth McGlynn is has an IMDb score of 3.2 and no Rotten Tomato score, but a 12% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, I, I guess that's that does uh that does sound about right. Yeah, I did want to mention I
4: I'm pretty sure because I did watch Invisible Mom as well first in order to decide which one I was gonna make us do. Pretty sure the opening titles against that the stormy weather pretty sure it's the boat it's the same for both of these movies
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah you gotta cut corners where you can i'd imagine
3: yeah. yeah
1: now did you guys did you guys notice and maybe i'm the only one who did one of the characters does blatant blackface in this who uh mr weederman oh the nosy neighbor
4: i think he was just wearing uh army
2: like
1: I, I guess it's supposed to be camo it's supposed to be green
2: but it's it's
1: black right
2: yeah
1: is it just me or my
2: i wonder how much that is the uh color saturation of whatever this was filmed on
4: yeah i don't think he was trying to pass himself off as a black person he would be the perfect candidate for it though he's got a a, weird have you ever seen that guy did you see that guy's nose i have (laughs) (laughs) he's a weird looking nose
1: that's why i'm saying this guy is like the perfect candidate to pull off or to think it's okay to do that 'Cause I think he's a real nut job in like real life. Yeah. Charles yeah, the, Deer Cop. He was in the yeah. sting. He's in some big fucking movies. Uh, the, the name
4: in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was Flat Nose Curry. He yeah. was the killer Santa at the beginning of the S- Silent Night, Deadly Night Part One. Yeah, he I just
1: saw that. That's so this guy was in like he was legit. Yeah. He's still alive too. Yeah. He now he looks his nose looks more closely related to Artie Lang. Yeah. Right? Well he did he, live
2: he, through he, the eighties, man.
1: Well, but no one partied as hard as fucking uh Artie, dude. Yeah. I, I doubt that Charles Deerkop came anywhere near Artie Lang's level. Probably <laughs> yeah, not. that's a very punchable face this guy has. <laughs> that's that might be why his nose is so flat. Probably. I was gonna say he was probably like a boxer or something. Uh, kid
4: gorgeous. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. 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 My uh, interesting going back to Dan's point about where you tapped out. I think I only made it those 40 minutes just because of, uh, knowing Darren Norris from Veronica Mars. And also you had brought up fairly odd parents. I didn't realize that until you mentioned it, Dan, um, in our conversation. Oh, uh, he sounds
1: it. and looks just yeah, like, yeah, him. It, it turned out to be him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I knew the name, uh, once I clicked, well, I was like, I think I recognize that name and, um, checked it right before the broadcast here about Veronica Mars. Um, but and then Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, um, you know, you know, voice actress does, you know, a whole bunch of things. She voice directs now. She was guest starred, you know, one of the more uh, popular ones, her along with Will L. from Boy Meets World on Critical Role. So I was like, oh, a live action role from her. You know, I wonder how this is. And then about 40 minutes and I'm like, eh, sounds about right for a voice actor <laughs> trying to trying to do live action here. that's what this whole
1: movie is voice actors just trying to act and not being very good at it so mark you
4: stand darren norris and mary elizabeth mcglynn but no love for karen black what's uh
2: what's wrong with that what's wrong karen black nothing really wrong with her (laughs) i just had never seen mary elizabeth mcglynn um act uh you know non-voice acting so um i was really intrigued by that and then of course you know Seeing only knowing really have seen Darren Norris as the bumbling lawyer on Veronica Mars. I was he basically almost played the same character here, um in, in this uh in this movie. But um yeah, that, and then about forty minutes in I was like, Ah, it's a the reason these guys are more famous for not being on camera. Yes. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no
4: love for Academy Award nominated actress Karen Black. That's right. <laughs>
1: well mark's a huge hater so and we know
4: this i
2: am
1: it's true
4: you
2: know Uh, was she in star wars because that would explain why i hate
1: her she was in nashville five easy pieces now i
4: kind of hate her (laughs) i can't imagine you've seen nashville not a second of nashville (laughs) (laughs) uh so what do you guys say we we've wasted enough time you you guys want to try and get into the plot at this point
1: that was a good ramble we yeah. had. Well, it, it touched on a lot of pornography, which is one of my favorite things. So. Yeah, maybe don't think we don't
4: have porn in, the, in this. Maybe we should have a branch <laughs> off and do a porn.
1: They call this a movie podcast. They call, they call, this, call this a porn. porn. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they, yeah. We have so many doors that we could open.
4: Yeah, we could we could totally do the entire
1: bikini series. We could talking about. And, you know, it's it's ours for the taking. I'll have to procure them. I don't <laughs> think GeekBytes <laughs> Nation will want to. Uh, <laughs> partner with us but who knows
4: (laughs) well we'll leave that up to them we'll we'll tell them that we've got another podcast we're just direct we're we're watching softcore pornos (laughs) that's that's a more interesting so not like full-on like porn we're not gonna go
1: david tells old specifically
4: specifically softcore porn movies
1: yeah i mean that's a little more friendly for uh for audiences cover the emmanuel series there you go perfect (laughs) <laughs> and it, I mean, we could. Uh, I'm trying to think. What, I I don't yeah, know. That would make
2: our second appearance on these podcasts.
1: Yeah, Krista Allen. <laughs> Which I'm pretty
2: sure. I I'm
4: under the impression though that Fred Olin Ray directed the a couple of Emmanuel series after Krista Allen, because well, the guy that plays uh, Rivington is in like the 2011 Emmanuel. Series okay, so and this guy's like, uh, I don't know, I just assumed that like Fred Olin Ray would have something to do with that too. It's possible, but I didn't I find couldn't... out, it's done on his filmography. Wow, and there's and in one of them, there's no director mentioned. so that's what brought me to
1: think of that. You know, that, that's a huge you know, people, missed opportunity.
2: People can get away with using different fake names or stage names and you know, do a rodeo during the winter. That's
1: yeah, I, Madison Bumgarner. wow that's Uh, a that's a joke that i actually caught there we (laughs) go i'm very happy i found that one out
4: the assumption that mark uh, has that our listeners all follow baseball off-season stories is is a big one mark i'm not
1: gonna lie (laughs) i I think i think our friend matt malloy would know that yeah he's a big sports guy i think he would have got that joke that was the least that that was
2: was yeah. specifically for you. <laughs> so I hope you got yeah. that one. That was the it was the least shocking baseball story of the offseason.
4: Uh so you guys want to get into the plot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right. But before we do, I think Dan you have a message.
1: I do. I I wanted to give a shout out to one of uh, our good friends of the podcast. Uh she is with Geek Vibes Nation. Tia, she has her own podcast, uh The Top 10 with Tia, a weekly podcast. Where Tia and her crew tackle a number of entertaining topics, like the top 10 movies of the year or the top 10 worst on-screen couples. This week, they actually came out with the top 10 superhero fights, and I was going to be a part of it, but I had to get my wife's tire fixed because that's what my life is now—it's just fixing everything for my wife. Uh, this podcast my wife. has it all. My wife. Oh, I can't believe I sunk down and did that. God damn it, Mark. Yes. This podcast has it all. Don't miss out. So, yeah, go check that out, uh, Geek Vibes Nation. You can follow them, obviously, on Twitter, Instagram. I'm, I always get their uh, – and I go to their website all the time. It's gvnation.com, right? That's correct. Yes, I got it. So check it Just out listen to, to what I
4: say at the beginning of every
1: fucking episode. You talk, you talk so fast. It's impossible to keep up with you. I'm sorry. I can't listen that, that quickly. My brain registers things very slowly, Anthony. All right? But anyway, just go watch the top 10 with Tia. She's a good person, and that's all.
4: All right. So we're going to take a break to listen to a word from Friends of the Podcast. So we will be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Steve.
0: And this is Adam.
4: And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast,
0: Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast.
4: Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So, whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar
0: hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Oh, hi, didn't see you there. House in Philly, and I'll see you, boils and ghouls, over
4: there. Welcome back, and it's time to get into the plot for the invisible dad. Uh, we open up, and Doug Bailey and his dad has just moved into the new home. Uh, his dad has a job that forces them to move a lot, and we are introduced to their crazy neighbor after they're done moving in, Mr. Wiederman. Uh, Doug. The kid who's about like twelve or so spends most of his time in his room building computers and programming his own computer games and one day his computer is gonna run sixty-four bits. And we also yeah. have a dead mom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to bury the lead. Yep. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. The the only thing I was disappointed about in this beginning was that they didn't show the game he created.
1: They did. Oh well, I thought they, they were, did. I thought you were gonna say the only thing you were disappointed was they didn't show the dead mom
4: oh yeah <laughs> I mean, they, they have did a it, dark mark
2: they huh, did. i like, must have been yeah it's called the amazing me?
4: rat race or something and it kind of looks like pac-man if it was uh, a mouse running through a maze or so oh, okay well
2: yeah I, w- I was looking for it to be like uh you know some really bad 3d graphics he was doing no
4: nope. it's two-dimensional yeah. um doug's dad andrew is an architect that is tasked with building a shopping mall um, Karen Black plays his boss, and I never thought of an architect as a job that would make you move around yeah, a lot. I was just gonna say yeah, that. that's true. I ne- I never thought of that either.
2: He's either really good at his job or, or really terrible. bad at his
4: job. <laughs> like it just sounds like he's like a freelancer, he just moves from town to town building shopping malls. But like if any anytime it's so been depicted in like dude, depicted right. in TV and movies, it's like they show potential for a lot of flexibility. Like I feel like Clarissa and Clarissa explains it all. Her dad was an architect and he worked from home a lot because they always had, you know, they always had the tilted desk at home too. Oh yeah, yeah. The, like the easel. Right? Yeah. yeah, like that,
1: uh, yeah, that makes more
4: sense. Like Ted from How I Met Your Mother yeah. was an yeah. architect and he had a t- he had a tilted desk with a T square at home at his apartment. And Mike Brady was always home. He was an
1: architect. I don't yeah, know. A lot of a lot of architects I never I never architect. realized. Architects is a big TV sh- TV show job for some I reason. guess because they get to stay at home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't need to film them in in the workplace. Yeah. That makes more sense. But yeah, I when I when they when uh, was it Doug Dave Doug yeah, Doug a is Kid the, kid. Doug. Doug's so the when kid. when Doug says it in his really terrible voiceover that you know they move over, they move a lot, I thought he was like a military kid, uh, you know, an army brat or right. whatever. And then his mom was, like, gunned down over, you know, like, in the Iraqi <laughs> war, the first Iraqi right. war or something like that. I don't know. That would have been more interesting.
2: A better movie? Sure.
1: Yeah. That That's how you make the movie better. <laughs> Doug's mom is shot down uh, doing a reconnaissance mission in, uh, yeah. in Iraq. So,
4: <laughs> so Karen Black runs a small architecture firm, uh, and they're really relying on the small project. So they brought in, basically, Andrew as, like, a hired gun, more or less. And its fit to success, Andrew's pay will double. Um, we're introduced to junior architect Duncan, who hates Andrew immediately because it was supposed to be his mall project.
2: And looks like uh, how all suits fit me because I never get them tailored. So
4: <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
2: uh,
4: this Duncan is uh, Mark's fashion plate. It's the one yep. he looks up to.
2: Yep, that jacket is right off the rack.
4: And he's like, just every time you dress up in a suit, you're like, do I look like Duncan? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then you're like, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I'll just imagine that Mark has a picture of this guy, Deathly's Duncan, in his room.
2: <laughs> I just never knew what movie it was from. I just yeah. saw him on the internet <laughs> one some, time. Right. <laughs> uh,
4: so we meet Doug's friend, Jimmy. And he talks about how he's always having trouble making friends. He there's this one really choice line that speaks to... Um, just abuse, he says. Everyone always likes me at first, but then we move, or my dad gets into one of his moods and scares them off. Ooh. yeah,
2: yeah, he does say that. Just yeah, claustrar- that's a red flag. Yeah,
4: um, but we we never see that mood. No. Well, he he mentions that he's getting very mad because he's he thinks that the invisibility is um causing his metabolism to speed up, so he goes and takes a nap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so lame. <laughs> it's just so goddamn lame. I'm so getting Mr. angry. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> so Mr. Wiederman, uh, he's a neighbor. Uh,
4: he's spying on the new neighbors, and he thinks they're aliens. Um, and his wife, who's like
1: seems much younger than him, is just saying, no, they're not aliens. Uh, but he goes over. I was going to say, Mr. Wiederman was definitely in NOM, right? Like, he's yeah. shell-shocked? Yes. Okay. Most definitely. Yeah, he he definitely has problems. Uh, I I was kind of upset that they didn't do the uh I, I forget what show it's from. But Abner, Abner. <laughs> oh, that was from Family Guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, it's from a show before that, isn't it?
4: Uh, I, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I think uh uh Bewitched or something. De-witched yeah, and, and was-
1: the, the, the kid <laughs> turned his father invisible. <laughs> yeah, the I, I wish boy is doing something. <laughs> right, I, I, I worked up all this courage to get this porn are you gonna come over here and watch it or not <laughs> yeah i i wish they had done that kind of joke but this movie's too stupid to not do yep.
4: that
2: yeah yeah
1: so
4: he goes over to introduce himself to doug who is tasked by his father to clean out the garage and mr wiederman tells him of the old owner who was an inventor and possibly an alien and one day he just up and vanished um, Doug spends some time going through boxes that the old owner left behind in the garage and stumbles upon a weird gadget with a headset. So he goes back into the house, turns it on, and plugs it into his computer. Um, he fools around with it for a while, I guess. And Andrew comes home and sees the garage is still full of boxes. So he orders him to go finish the garage and then go to bed without watching TV. And Doug makes an offhand comment of that he wishes it was still 4 p.m. and while he's still wearing the headset. And lo and behold, he opens the garage door, And it's 4 p.m. all over again. So he realizes that this uh, machine is some sort of magic. Um, So he cleans up the garage the second time around. His dad comes home to him watching Ocean View, which is basically Baywatch, which is maybe set in Ohio based on the plot description of the TV. (laughs) Which is confusing because it's it's called Ocean View in Mm -hmm. Ohio. It's notorious for not having uh, neither the Atlantic or the Pacific on On it's it's all that
2: Erie ocean. Yeah. Lake Erie.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, So the next day, Doug tells his buddy about the machine, and Jimmy immediately thinks about the video games that he wants to summon. And instead, yep. Doug conjures up a banana split and eats himself into a sickness. But at work, what was he going to say, Mark?
2: I, I was going to say, that the next thing that's coming up is, apparently the school district lets kids call themselves out sick.
4: Yep. Well, he did, the, he did them a favor, and he called. You know. Yeah. That's nice on his part. Um, So, at work, Andrew has a meeting discussing companies for the construction job. Duncan, the junior uh, architect, wants to use Thunderbird for the construction. And Andrew nixes the idea, saying they use cheap materials. Doug calls out sick, so Andrew goes home. Um, Doug's teacher, Sandy, shows up at his house to tell his dad that he plagiarized his paper and so before this um doug mentions that he wants to get find his dad uh, a woman basically
2: a girlfriend yeah
4: girlfriend so was that doug's plan here he was going to tank his class so his teacher had to go to his house
2: it's a weird exchange
1: (laughs) between the father and the teacher because the teacher's like yeah he's so smart but then he plagiarizes like that flies directly in the face of what you're talking about
2: yeah yeah And, and then i also love the teacher is like you know, I'm glad at least he didn't just print it from the internet. It, it makes but no difference. It kind of better. <laughs> he handled well, all this, so that made it better.
1: Thank God he didn't plagiarize it from A, he plagiarized it from B instead.
2: Yeah. It's
1: so much better when you plagiarize it from B. yeah it's it's a weird conversation because the dad is even just like oh you know yeah he's an investigator the fuck are you talking about dude (laughs) what does that have to do with
2: plagiarism the whole detective things makes no sense right right because
1: it's also a history
2: paper yeah
1: right and they they played for another gag and it doesn't really pay off and then that's it we never hear about him being a, a detective again now he's an inventor. It's This movie just flip-flops like crazy sometimes. So
4: Doug has to rewrite the paper on literature, detectives, and history, which he doesn't want to do. But it also sounds like the easiest history paper ever. So he yeah. uses his machine to conjure up Humphrey Bogart. And it's the second second actor we've covered who has played Humphrey Bogart in more than one movie.
1: <laughs> oh, did he play Humphrey Bogart in the uh, The Killer Clown? movie it is not the same guy oh okay but that but guy i played remember Humphrey
4: bogart in a whole bunch of movies and this guy played with humphrey bogart in at least three movies
1: what was the movie with um funhouse oh or Clownland. funland 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 i was gonna say clown with a shotgun but i'm sure that's <laughs> a movie probably
2: if, if not that's our next project
1: yeah yes
4: um so then doug takes matters into his own hands to try and set his dad up with his teacher so he calls her. Uh, her up to set up a time at a restaurant to talk about Doug's grades. That's his excuse. And Duncan has a meeting. Meanwhile, Duncan has a meeting with Stillwell, the contractor from Thunderbird Construction. Thunderbird is paying Duncan on the side to get the mall job. Duncan says that Andrew doesn't want to use them because he thinks they use substandard materials. And Stillwell basically just admits to everything. So of course <laughs> we do. We use flour. <laughs> what? Yeah. So basically, explains that they cut their materials with flour, like a
1: low-level drug dealer would do. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like they're paying him a whole lot to admit this. Uh, right? Fifty no. grand. I mean, that's. I mean, that's a lot of money, but.
4: So they're like, paying. He's paying Duncan fifty grand just to get the job. Right.
1: Undercutting any other construction business. But that still seems kind of low, right? Yeah. I mean, you're you're admitting. That you're basically using like sand for yeah. for for the building.
4: This is I, an entire mall is going to be built with these flower flower bricks that are just going to collapse within the first week. Maybe <laughs> a, a stiff wind will blow and then it'll knock it's going to have thousands of people's well, death
1: on their hands. You don't think it's says... a class action lawsuit against? Them? Duncan says that'll kill like a hundred people. No, you're vastly underestimating how many people go to the mall, especially like on an opening day. Yeah, you're probably gonna have what would you say like eight thousand, nine thousand people in there possibly.
4: Like, imagine if it's a two-story floor, a two-story mall. People are gonna just be falling right through the floor. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, like it's got it's got a whole it's got a whole merchandise.
1: Right, yeah, there's no way this holds anything. It's, again, it's it's literally, people, it's literally flour, right? (laughs) I think they said they mix in a little concrete just to make it hard. A little bit of clay. A little bit of clay. That's not going to hold it. And any inspector worth their salt is going to notice this immediately. I mean, the brick falls apart. The brick falls apart while people are just, like, pulling on it. it. it, It's kind of like that infomercial for the, um, the sand, when it's in water, it's it's super yeah. wet. But when you pull it out, it gets you can like it's malleable. Yeah. So that's what this is basically. It's it's yeah. like dac essentially.
4: Yeah. D- Duncan just just taking like
1: he's not getting enough money. That's what I'm saying. Fifty thousand <laughs> for this? You're you're gonna be indicted so fucking quickly. Yeah. At least make it worth your while, man. At least ask for like a quarter of a million. This doesn't make sense for. Thunderbird
4: for that, because they won't make any money on this.
1: I guess. (laughs) But, Jesus, man, I mean, that's such
4: poor planning. Yeah, it's uh, short-sighted at
1: best.
2: Well, well, if we know anything about architects, you know, if this goes down, he can just pack up and go to another town. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because that's what architects do.
1: Right. I think that's probably what he was planning. Like, all right, well, I'm heading to Bridgewater, New Jersey next, so it doesn't matter. No one's going to know. I'm going to change my name to Scott, whatever, and go from there. Clean bill. Yep. Um, Stillwell slaps him in the face with a brick, as playful as you do.
4: <laughs> that with a brick and threatens him to push the deal through. Uh, meanwhile, Mr. Wiederman spies on Doug and Jimmy, doing completely benign things like walking through the front door and just accuses them of being aliens. Being aliens. <laughs> um, Doug uses the machine to conjure up Sherry Vale, the star of the series Ocean View, and Andrew comes home and sees Sherry Vale in his son's room. And then Jimmy Jets, Doug comes Vale back to where she came from. And Andrew tells Doug to destroy the machine.
2: And she uh, has like a completely non-human reaction. Oh, yeah. she like Instead a robot. of just going, what the fuck? <laughs> right.
4: Are you guys aliens? Yeah. There's so
1: much aliens talk in this movie. And there's no aliens. Yeah. Or is there? <clears throat> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I don't think there are. Uh,
4: Mr. Wiederman shows up and warns Andrew about Mr. Rivington being an alien and then Miss, Mr. And Andrew's just like, alright, well, bye uh, Doug <laughs> says something that he wishes his dad would just disappear and then Andrew starts to disappear while he's figure like trying to figure out what's going on Doug smashes the machine and Doug goes downstairs and sees his dad's pants pacing around the living room tells Doug to go get the machine now to bring him back, and Doug comes back smash machine and at this point andrew is now fully nude in front of his son yes. obviously his son, his son can't see him but he knows that he's naked he's just
1: free balling it on that rocking chair yeah. right and <laughs> I, even if it's it's not as god intends right. even if it's not awkward for doug and that's, you'd have to be you'd have to feel awkward for your son right if you're yeah. the dad like yeah i know he can't see me but i see him and right. i'm totally naked <laughs> right exactly this is i'm breaking the law at this point (laughs) this this is not good it's not good for anybody no um so obviously he realizes that he's sort
4: of fucked at this moment um and then still all shows up to duncan's office tells him that they have to get rid of andrew threatens to make him part of the foundation but duncan says he'll handle it don't worry um next day andrew dresses up to cover himself head to toe to get the paper Finds Mr. Wiederman taking pictures on his lawn, tells him to get lost, and then Doug and Andrew go to dinner with Miss Collier, with Andrew wearing a beekeeper helmet, and the waiter waiter
1: is not happy. No, ah, the, oh, the waiter is the best part of this movie. He is so bitchy. <laughs> it's oh, it, it's great. I I can't remember exactly what he says, but there's a scene. So he, the waiter comes by, and the dad is like trying to get his attention. And the waiter just gives him like this, this, like this burn. He burns him real good. (laughs) And he walks away like, and you think that's it. Like, oh, okay. He said his, he said his piece. That's it. And he comes back for no apparent reason other than to, I, he was just like hoping the dad would ask for his attention. I think he's like, please say something, please say something. And the dad just says, could you excuse me, please? Or something I was like, I don't see how I could. And it just walks away like sachets away. <laughs> like, oh man, he you know he just like, I'm gonna go back there. I got another one lined up. Bam, he just drops it on him and walks away. I, oh, he's the best part of this movie.
2: My favorite part of that scene, obviously, I saw that waiter was amazing, is um how Doug doesn't seem to understand why it's a bad idea to probably take the dad out to dinner well, sure. and then and get, then gets mad at everybody in the restaurant they're laughing
1: at you like yeah motherfucker you're wearing a bee hat
2: <laughs> yeah a- a- Andrew understands the dad he's like yeah. I know what's going down but I'm doing this for my son no, he's,
1: he's, a, good he's a good dad yeah for sure and he's trying to get some of that you know sweet sweet teacher uh, action Yep, that pent up teacher now teacher tell me Poon. that's tell me that's list, not the, as they say that that's the real re- like guys that's just that just shows guys will do anything to get there Right, yep. like I'm invisible. Fuck it, I'm going out. <laughs> I'll wear whatever.
4: Uh, he's probably hasn't gotten laid in
1: okay. six or seven years, maybe. Right. Well, when was the first Iraqi war? <laughs> <laughs> right. We're, we're we're sticking with that story, by right. the way. Right. Yeah. yeah. She was shot down, Dude, and she's not really 91. dead.
2: She's just in Iraq. She's assumed... Is that is that the mid credit stinger at the end? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. We 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 cut to uh like a hut in in Iraq and. It's the mother, and she's, you know, doing whatever. She's planning her escape, and she's got, like, a fucking machine gun or whatever. She's going to blast her way out.
2: Yeah, and no, no, no. She gets tossed the machine gun by Revington's twin brother, the one that's missing.
1: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's
4: badass. I like so That's it. how we're making this better? Yeah. yeah. I think Here so. We go. We, we we'll just keep it. building on it as we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um so a couple of patrons thinks it's the funniest thing in the world that he's wearing a beekeeper hel- helmet. So he excuses himself to the bathroom and dresses and then goes back pours some oil on the floor
1: and the waiter slips and drops a whole bunch of food on them and they leave. Yeah I th- I thought there were so many better ways that he could have messed with the with those two customers.
4: Yeah, I mean right. he usually just resorts to just beating the shit out of
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> right, like I feel I feel like you could have done a Mrs. Doubtfire move here where you switch the food, maybe put a lot of spicy shit in there, mm-hmm. you know, just like, and then like they eat and they you know they start coughing, maybe one of them dies. That's a that's a route that could have been taken. Uh, I, other than that, you maybe uh yeah maybe just beat the shit out of them. I don't know. <laughs> I have the waiter just beat the shit out of him. Like, I
2: don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> watch, watch them die while you have your hands around your throat invisible. <laughs> right. They, yeah, that would be fun. Looking over at Doug, you made me like this. <laughs> right, this <laughs> is your fault, Doug. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad.
1: I just <laughs> wanted you to have a girlfriend. That And that could be the, the, the mood that the dad gets into. Now we have to move again. <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, I strangled somebody while invisible.
1: And then he That
2: uh, old story.
1: Yeah, the dad's just saying, not again. Yeah, not again. <laughs> not again. <laughs> God, this is taking a dark turn.
4: Uh, So Andrew, the next day, he calls up work and tells him he's going to be out sick for the whole week and won't be able to come in. Karen Black decides that they're going to bring the office to Andrew, so Artie, the security guard, and Duncan go to his house to drop off everything he'll need. It's like working from home. It's yeah, a, very progressive. Sweet gig. Duncan then has a meeting with Stillwell, and Stillwell tells him to steal the blueprints and pass them off as their own, his own. And then Sandy shows up unannounced with at home at their home with pizza. And I guess she's looking for some action because she's looking for a kiss from him. He says to close her eyes. He takes off beekeeper helmet, kisses her. And then when, before he's about, he's able to put the helmet back on. Uh, Duncan uh, burns himself on the pizza and not Duncan, Doug, Doug, burns himself on the pizza and uh he screams out in pain and she opens her eyes to see that uh Andrew's head is missing she faints
2: yeah and then when she wakes up from this it's the quickest understanding of a situation and forgiveness that I've ever seen in a movie
4: yeah so she comes to they explain the situation and she says she's going to try to help them by yeah. going to the library and trying to find out about Rivington uh see if she could find out anything about him and his inventions Duncan, meanwhile, pays someone to create his own blueprints for the mall, uh, and basically tracing over uh, Andrew's plans, presents, pre- presents it to Karen Black, and she thinks they're great, and she's like, if Andrew doesn't come through with his plans, then we'll go with Duncan's. Sandy come from, comes back from the library and finds that Rivington nearly blew up the art museum and became a recluse, and no one's seen him. After that, um, he had an identical twin brother that went to Africa to study rare gems. We then get a quick scene of the identical twin in Africa, played by Robert Donovan, who is not the sort of prestige actor you think would be slumming it in this movie. He's just a random ass guy that showed up in some Emmanuel movies. Um, I thought he was even like a Christopher like Plummer sort of in Star in Star Crash sort of thing. It's like, oh yeah. man, this guy was in Hamlet with uh, Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> <laughs> nope.
1: Yeah, just just needed something to keep him busy or whatever, you know. Yeah. Just a dude that hung out with uh, Fred Olin Ray, I guess. Well, why listen, man. Can't all be winners, dude. Yeah, no. You <laughs> can't always get the big names.
4: <laughs> uh, so Doug attempts to fix the machine. He tries it and it fails. He says he needs a 64-bit circuit, and he knows just where to get it. So he calls his buddy Jimmy with a plan. In Africa, Dr. Rivington reads about a story about Sherry Vale and her alien abduction story where she mentions Oakmore, California. How? Uh, which How I don't believe she... she mentioned that. Her... She couldn't have known. Yeah. She's was, in the was, room. Yeah. They weren't like, we're aliens in Oakmore, California.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. She knows exactly where they are. I was in house 592 Oakmore, California on Sycamore Road.
4: Like, yeah. What the yeah.
2: fuck? How is that possible?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. House six nine four two zero on, you know.
4: <laughs> she probably saw LA. she probably saw Doug's like report card and was like, oh, I know where that school is. Right, I went there.
1: I used to live in this house. This is I was crazy. a cougar too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How are we doing this year? Oh, not great. Not great. We're gonna miss the playoffs. Oh, all right.
4: <laughs> See you later. Um. So Rivington reads Oakmore and he thinks, oh, his brother's back to his old tricks. No one's seen him in a while, so let's go back to Oakmore, California and see what's going on. Um, So Doug and Jimmy go to a computer parts store and try to steal a 64-bit circuit, but, like, why didn't he just ask for $40? Right. <laughs> like, and, his dad is willful to help him solve the problem. It's just the dad has a specific invested interest in him solving and he's this home. problem.
1: And he's home. <laughs> right. Right. It's not, he's not at work. Yeah. yeah so. and, and also... Jimmy is the worst lookout of all time. Yep. He, he just stares at the front door. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the, the guy's not there. <laughs> Walk around, dude. The guy that owns the
4: store will not be coming through the front door. Right. He's already somewhere in the store. Right. It's
1: just him looking. Where is he? Yeah.
4: Stupid, stupid kids. <laughs> uh, so they get they get caught and they get and Jimmy jets again. Just runs away. Uh, Doug gets sent <laughs> sent to jail. To jail. Uh, He's 12. <laughs> they actually send him into like a jail cell for, for that. Mr. Wilson's pressing charges, man. They got to wait for the, uh, juvenile police to go pick him up. Yeah. Some of the juvie. Um, so Andrew and Sandy go to the police station. Mr. Wilson owns an electronics store, plans to press charges. And Mr. Wilson starts off at an 11. He's just, he's just
1: like, he's about to throw down with Sandy. Are you calling me a liar? <laughs> yeah he he's a real asshole man <laughs> you're gonna press charges on a kid just like come on yeah just
4: tell the parents yeah. or whatever Just like he's my he's my student he wouldn't he wouldn't steal which it would have been just so much easier it was like hey can we just pay for this and just be on our way
1: right like, <laughs> listen i'll i'll punish him at home yeah and i'll, I'll give him detention and uh, here's the $40. Yeah.
4: But she aw- outwardly calls Mr. Wilson a liar, even though she says she does, she's not calling him a liar and he gets noticeably upset. Um, I, think so she's, and- I think he said he was going to hit her. I, I think so too. Yeah. More or less. He was, I think he kind of rum- mumbled some stuff, so, grr, grr. but he was lunging at her. Like she was going to, she was going to get popped.
1: Right. I th- he <laughs> insinuated. He, was, I think he was going to kick her or something like that. Uh, and, yeah. But yeah, he's an, he's a bad person.
4: Yeah. Uh. So Andrew undresses and goes into the police station and kicks Mr. Wilson and the cop until so Mr. Wilson gets arrested for contempt and they escape. That's uh, a, It's a whole different
2: sentence if I wasn't paying attention.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you can be held in contempt when you're just in a police station. Is know. that a thing? I don't. I don't know. I feel like that's ju- just from movies. I feel like that's just a a. Uh, it's a court thing. A court thing, right? I don't know. I mean, I've never heard anyone being. We should try that. Let's just go somewhere and tell someone they're being held in contempt. Just like, <laughs> I'll go to work tomorrow. Like, if someone says something, I'm holding you in contempt. Like, where, what? Oh. Sir, this right, is so a Wendy's. I you
2: wanted us to go around and citizens arrest people.
1: I think you just wanted us to go kick cops and see what happens. Well, we can or, do that. I mean, or, we won't be able to record this podcast
2: for a while. Or, yeah. or kick people in the cock, which is oh, what, I, it, what it, I could it, have mistakenly of- heard. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I think mean, he said kick, kick cops, Mark. I, no, I
1: know. <laughs> At least that, that's what I thought. No, that's that was my said.
2: point. Of I could have very easily misheard that sentence when you said and he kicks Mike Wilson and the cop. You know.
4: Nope, that's gotcha. not what I said. Um. So well, you Karen, do whatever you want to do. Yep. So they go back home. Uh, Karen Black calls Andrew to fire him because now she's uh she's loving Duncan's design and she's like, oh, this is all we need. We don't need this
1: hot shot that we hired. He puts um, up no fight, by the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> He it really well.
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, what do you know? I got fired. <laughs> his
4: his performance gets very different when he's invisible. It gets very voiceover. Yeah. Like voiceover actor, he becomes very cartoonish. Um, Why
1: I oughta? He does he does stuff like that.
4: Yeah. Um. So then he hangs up the phone. and He's just like, I bet Duncan's behind all of this. I bet he stole my designs. And I could prove it, yeah, but he has so- to figure out a way to expose uh, Duncan because he's still invisible. Um, then from out of nowhere, Doctor Rivington shows up to the house, and uh, and meanwhile, and
2: the, na- the neighbor thinks that he's back from the dead.
4: Yep. Like now, that's my that was my brother. And then meanwhile, Artie confronts Duncan. Artie, the security guard, confronts Duncan about stealing Andrew's plans. So Duncan knocks him out and ties him up. And Doctor Rivington tools around with the gadget and uncovers the blueprints for how to fix it. So they get to Rivington and Doug get to work. Andrew gets frustrated, so he goes to lie down for a while. He's <laughs> <It's> so lame. <laughs> what a what a lame dad thing to do. Yeah. Um. So Stillwell sends a bunch of goons to the house to make sure Andrew doesn't make the, to the presentation. Um. Rivington and Doug attempt the machine, but it doesn't work. Sandy and Andrew get an idea and decide to go to the presentation. And the presentation begins and Sandy and Andrew show up in the office. Rivington finally reveals that he knows what's missing. It's this some gem that he found. I don't 100% understand where he found the gem. It was on the
1: beekeeper hat. So wow. I, I thought it was like honey. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought too. Right. Or like um, amber, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's, it looked either. It was either honey or amber. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't be honest, it's but a, it, it's bullshit, whatever it is.
2: So it's says blood gem from Africa. That's what it
1: was, yep. That's 100%. Well, I, thank God I brought this blood gem with me all the way from Africa. He says he
4: said he gave it to his brother, so it was definitely from him from his African yeah. travels. Um. So uh, they show up at the meeting, and during the meeting, Andrew, as invisible Andrew, attacks Duncan and forces him to sexually assault one of the clients. And I yes. about
1: that. I forgot about that move. That's a very weird move in this uh, yeah. this film.
4: <laughs> so Andrew excuses himself and uh, Duncan excuses himself to the bathroom to get cleaned up because Andrew also like made him drop like champagne on himself. And then Andrew just beats him up in the bathroom. Um, he tries to bargain. Duncan tries to bargain with Andrew said so I'll give you whatever you want. Andrew asks him that to admit that he sold his plans, and he says no because still it will kill him. So he just knocks him out and takes his clothes. Um, Meanwhile, Artie breaks out of the restraints. Rivington and Doug, uh, Doug get the machine to work, and Doug wishes to bring his dad back from invisibility, so it works. This is where uh, Andrew steals his clothes, so he takes a suit. Um, Rivington and Doug leave the house, and the goons threaten them with crowbars. Rivington fights them off while Doug wishes them away to prison with Mr. Wilson. Jimmy also shows up and throws a newspaper at them. Um, Andrew shows, shows up to the presentation and tells Karen Black about Duncan stealing his plans shows his initials hidden in the plans. So proves that it was his plans all along and Stillwell tries to escape with his kickback money already interferes and gets his ass kicked, but shows that the building materials are garbage. Andrew gets his jog back and Duncan runs off ashamed. then um, we have kind of like a postscript scene at the house. Rivington scares off Mr. Witterma- Witterman uh, with an alien mask. So, Witterman goes home, and he's like, I'd prove that it's an alien, and then Mr. Witterman's wife is an alien, it's revealed. She puts down her newspaper, and she reveals herself to be an alien.
2: They're already here.
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Very lackluster. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: Then Rivington decides he's going back to the jungle, and he takes the gadget with them, and before he leaves, he uses the gadget to summon Sherry Vale, and they go off to the Serengeti together. So yeah. he, he kidnaps her. I was gonna say that.
1: Yeah, he kidnaps Sherry Vale and presumably does things that she doesn't want him to do to her. Oh
2: yeah. yeah. He's, he's basically a human trafficker at
1: this point. Yep. Yeah, that's 100% what he is, Mark. Yep. Why would you like to go to the Serengeti? I'd like to go home. Not too fucking bad. Yeah. She thinks she's going for Italian food. Right. Yeah. I love Ser- I love Italian food. Like, oh, this is going to be so much easier than I thought.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> she doesn't even have a passport i'm assuming she's only wearing a oh, bathing suit oh
2: it's the 90s yeah right
1: sure. yeah terrorism hadn't been invented yet
2: yeah but passports
4: still existed guys <laughs> <laughs> did it yes passports were that thing before 9-11 <laughs> I, I think i think yeah, my, have to my that. joke
2: was is that you could you could bribe you know an airport security oh, just let her on she's fine Cool you with me well, she's are, also are
4: suggesting that the people that work for the TCA aren't all upstanding the letter of the law people.
1: 100%. Man, you're going to piss no, off the wrong people. There was no TCA. We're going to move on. <laughs>
4: there's, there's people that worked know. at the airport.
2: <laughs>
1: Why can't I? The TSA. TSA. I'm not. I'm sorry. Yeah, cut that out. For sure, cut that out. <laughs> nope. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> so then... It gets super dark
4: at the end where Doug wishes he had the machine back so he could ask for his mom back. Yeah. He could have done that at any time in the beginning, but nope. Oh yeah, yeah. Why
1: didn't they do that? There's so <laughs> many things that he could have done.
4: <laughs> nope. He just really wanted he he wanted to. What was his plan with Sherry Vale? Was it to give to his dad, or was he he gonna try and fuck Sherry Vale?
0: I kind of uh, think he it was it
4: for himself. Spank bank material. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 100%. And I, Show me your tits. I, Right? <laughs> and also to show off for his friend.
4: Right. Oh, yeah. Jimmy popped a huge boner at that moment. <laughs> he
1: definitely yeah. did. Uh, and the, the one thing... Why well, you ran away. The, the one thing that really annoyed me was uh, when the, the dad sees that he has this awesome machine that defies space and time and logic. And the kid goes, we can make so much money. And he says, we work for our money here. Don't be that guy. All yeah. right you're there's nothing wrong. You're not stealing no nope. right you're you're I, I can understand you want to teach your kid about responsibility and hard work. But come on, my man.
2: Hey, this, you're, just, you're, you're just redistributing the wealth right mm-hmm. and you're,
1: you, when you get a miracle, you don't fucking say no to it, all right? That's right. you don't you don't do that, all right? You're spitting in the face of everyone who needs that money, All right, dude, don't be that guy. all right? If you, to the listeners out there, if you come across or invent a, a machine that grants your wishes, the first thing you should do is grant, is just wish ask for more wishes. money. Well, it's un, I don't think there's a limit, Mark. <laughs> I think you just get an unlimited wishes here. So you, you wish for Sherry Vale first mm-hmm. and foremost. She's probably like 60 now, so that's probably not great, but still you do it. And then you wish so for a ton of after, money. Right? Yeah, well, you, to pay homage to this movie, yeah. you have to wish for Sherry Vale. take her to the serengeti and then just a ton of well first money then serengeti yeah and then wish for your dead mom if you have a dead mom that is the the official canon order (laughs) yes that's that's my recommendation you can do it however you want but that's the that's the correct way to do it yeah and
4: that's the end of invisible dad it sucks (laughs) it's the worst movies we've watched in a long
1: time yeah, yeah, we were kind of on a roll with decent movies, uh, yeah. at least watchable movies, and th- this we we just fucking tanked real hard on this one, guys.
4: Like at, at least at least Fifty Shades of Grey had production value behind it. Right.
1: Yeah, and it had a it had a, a decent soundtrack. Yeah. It had nudity. Yep. And even though it was like super awkward nudity, I mean that trumps this stuff any day. Of the any day. Of this the
4: year. I think I'm gonna say Santa with muscles. It was like the last stinker.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And that had Hulk Hogan in it, so. Yep. Uh, at least that had. An that angel baby. Oof, man, Angel baby. This movie could have used its own Angel baby. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what to say exactly. about this.
2: Uh, that after this podcast, Dan, me, and you are going to go write the sequel, which is the mom and the other twin brother breaking out of Iraq.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> it, we're going to get the flashback of the mom being shot down over Iraq, right? And she she escaped, or she's taken prisoner, right? She's taken prisoner, tortured for, yeah. we're going to say tortured for five, yeah. five six years, right? Yeah. She's got to be there for a while. And then she escapes somehow. I don't know. We'll figure that out. She escapes. Uh, oh, the, the, the twin brother helps her escape. It'd
2: be like the end of, this, of the Mario Brothers movie where he goes you know it's about your son or something oh no that's in that, back back to the, to the future the future
1: we got to help your, Sorry, th- your kid back. marty we got to help your kids yes yeah so the, so i think it would be the, the the brother frees the mom right i don't know i don't know why he's there but maybe maybe he wished to be there i don't know but he's there he rescues the mom and now they have to make their way back to civilization while fighting iraqi yep what do you think ant sounds good okay and then they take the wmds right because at this point iraq was still like our enemy right so <laughs> still it's good our, but... well i mean they, they've kind of cooled off it's more north korea now uh and r- like maybe russia still russia is always going to be one of the, the big premier bad guys but I, I is it is it okay to do it now like iraq is it still okay if we were to do that
2: as long as it's not china you're fine Okay. Cuz want can make sure. The movie.
1: That's true. That's where the big that's, the big bucks come from. Yeah.
2: So as long, as long as it's not China, there's not skeletons in it.
1: Well, that's Maybe why Birds of Prey hasn't done well. They don't. They didn't get that China release. Yeah.
2: Mm. Exactly. That That's yeah. the reason.
1: But. So. So, Ant, what did you think? Other than that, this movie sucked. Is that it? Yeah. I mean, this should have been his first
4: bikini movie. Um, that would have been more interesting. Ah.
1: I don't know if there's anything that he could have done to make that. There's nothing this guy's ever done that's interesting, really. Just I think it's more shock value that he's done. Like, these movies are they're not even it's a disgrace to call them cookie cutter. Yeah, because uh, these movies are just shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just total shit. <laughs> uh, I, and I get that there is in in I guess in Hollywood or in the filmmaking business, however you want to call it. You're always going to have obviously your upper echelon guys and then you're going to have your mid tier and then you're going to have you know this fucking guy but god damn it I wish this didn't exist. I wish guys like him didn't exist because we don't need these movies. These wow. are useless movies. They're useless. What do they do? They're good for this. That's it. Are you talking
4: specifically this movie or like his entire filmography?
1: I would I would say his entire filmography is just okay. complete shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've only seen one of his movies. Well, that's not true. I've we, I've gone on record saying I've probably seen a, a number of the bikini movies, yeah. but they're shit. They don't they don't even do that well. Probably.
2: Yeah, you've yeah. only seen them two minutes at a time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, give me a little credit. All right, five five minutes, <laughs> depending on if I'm tired. Yeah,
4: I mean you want you got to there's plenty of plot in there too. You know, it's not jerking it the whole time.
1: That's true. I mean, and the, the women are attractive enough obviously i don't want to get into that Regardless, <laughs> i'm not digging down that it's, hole
2: this is this is the uh backdoor pilot for our new podcast yeah guys i just this I don't movie know. was really bad
1: it was it's really stupid uh it, it serves no purpose in life it serves no purpose in film history it's easily forgettable i can't wait to forget it uh <laughs> Which will be immediately after I hang up with you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, w- before I watch this for a second time, I could not remember a single thing that happened in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember bits and pieces of it. I just really remember the waiter going off. Um, but that's it, man. Like, just fuck this movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, blame the Invisible Man for this one. Well, I blame... I, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you who this is directed for. Or made for, but fuck them, those people. Because someone must have liked this. He made other movies. Yeah. Children yeah. in the 90s, I guess. Yeah, we were dumbasses. Yeah. Invisible dads. Terrible. <laughs> I think I was gonna say suck my dick. But <laughs> I, I refrained at that
4: point. All right. I. It sounds like uh, we're wrapping up. So I think that's yeah. gonna.
1: Yeah. You know, you guys want to plug your shit, make quick. Sure. Uh, at diaquino 122 on Twitter. Follow Follow Stranger Damies on Twitter and Instagram at Stranger Damies. Uh, we just passed 400 followers, so that's a nice milestone. We're gearing up for 500. We're getting there, slowly but surely. Uh, and we were discussing possibly having a little giveaway once we get to 500. Uh, obviously, still in the works, but... It could be you, and once we figure out what we're gonna give away, it's gonna be well, fucking awesome. It's gonna be better than Invisible Dad. I promise you that.
2: <laughs> well, well, right? we're we're gonna we're gonna give away gifts, not the people. Well, you said we're gonna have a giveaway, and it could be you. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say that? Holy yeah. Shit. <laughs> I
1: did not mean that. Yeah, I'm, I knew I think I going to meant say it's gonna be awesome. Yes. I don't know. I'm tired. Ah, uh, just breaking your balls. But. Maybe I will give away someone. <laughs> Fuck it. It's me, Sherry Vale. It'll be yeah, right here. <laughs> right. We're gonna give away Sherry Vale. Uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, follow us there. Hit us up if you have any. Uh, if you like what you hear. If you don't like what you hear, we're more than willing to discuss at ad, ad nauseum.
2: Yeah, and that uh, hitting that 400 followers is perfect timing. Coming up to um episode 100 of Stranger Damies, which uh, aired yesterday. Um, Here, so um, one of our better RP episodes, which I I really did enjoy. So make sure you listen to that. It's on iTunes, Google Play, you know, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. You know, um, we're soon, uh, you know, still in the works. If you're, we're trying to catch and just watch our videos. You know, probably going to be behind on that because we're still trying to figure out, um, you know, what we're doing with that. But um, at least the, the podcast. audio is perfectly fine and and it comes out really well and uh you guys are you know barreling towards uh you know a final showdown with the um one of the main antagonists that you've had so far so be on the lookout for that um every wednesday um right there in all your favorite podcast feed
4: Okay. Um, yeah, and we are They Call This Movie. You can find us at they theycallismovie.podbean.com or on all podcast streaming apps at They Call This Movie. Search that. We should pop right up. That's Spotify, tw- uh, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Podcasts. Basically, anything that uses an iTunes feed, we should come right up. Um, anywhere you pe- cast your pods, basically. We're The Main Dame-y. Uh You can find it at themaindamey.com on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at the main naming, just search that. We should come right up. We're all now proud member Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, GVNation.com is our main website, and they're on all um, social at Geek Vibes Nation. Um, we're on their podcast stream um, along with a whole bunch of other great shows. Stranger Dami's is there, a bunch of other shows that we have nothing to do with is there. Top great bunch of people. Ya. Top 10 with Tia bunch of great people have great shows bunch of a whole bunch of different interests uh, that they satisfy there um and that's geek nation and that's gonna do it for us today um this has been invisible dad i put these poor guys through this movie this week apologize to them and uh, hopefully next week's movie will be better but um that's gonna wrap it up i am at ant delvec on twitter uh, if you have any suggestions you could send us an email at the main name at gmail.com please if you have five seconds just rate and review our podcast give us five stars on itunes um tell us uh, we're doing great um just it really helps us out get seen because of the algorithm um mm-hmm. but that's gonna basically do it so for dan aquino and mark myers this is anthony del vecchio telling director of Of Invisible Dad, Fred Olin Ray, to go fuck himself.